Welcome to The Lovers, The Dreamers, The, the podcast, podcast, starring Joey Love and Michaela Burridge. Welcome to the second episode of The Lovers, The Dreamers, The Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joey, along with... I'm Michaela. And we have the... I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> <laughs> distinct and, honor. And, and we have the distinct honor of uh, talking about the Muppets mayhem. Uh, that's what this whole episode is going to be about. Um, so if you haven't seen the show, spoiler alert. Um, Pause the episode and just watch the whole thing now. Yes, absolutely. It's 10 episodes. It's on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus. Um, so check it out. Give the episodes a watch, and then come back, listen to us, talk about the show. Um, we'll give you a brief moment to do that. Okay, well, now that you're back. Yep, um, that was, yeah. what, five hours? Yeah, I know, yeah, that was, that was crazy. Um, we can now talk about it so they can listen to it. Yes. So, um, let's just talk about initial thoughts before we start doing deep dives into individual episodes or bits or whatever. But, like, so okay. what did you what did you think? I thought it was just absolutely wonderful. Um, we've all been waiting such a long time for this, and it's finally here. Yeah. I just thought it was so fun and so, I don't know, it was really great. It was, I'm just going to come right out the gate and say it was nice to have a Muppet show that wasn't about Kermit. And I love Kermit. I think we discussed last, last episode right, that we're right. both, you know, big Kermit, Fozzie, Gonzo, Piggy, you know, the classics, but it was so nice to focus on characters that I really didn't know much about except they're a band and yeah. very, you know, 70s. So I just, it was really nice to get to know characters that have been around. They're, none of them are, you know, new characters, but right. but to get to know them in a way that's more than just the background characters. Yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. I, so I... As much as I loved Muppets Haunted Mansion, which mm -hmm. we'll probably do an episode on oh. come around Halloween time and talk about that, um, I truthfully think this is the best Muppets piece of media that we have gotten since the 2011 movie. Yeah. Um, not that I didn't like things in between then, and there's certainly things that I didn't, but like, you know, like I said, I loved the Haunted Mansion, and I loved mm -hmm. um, Muppets Most Wanted, but it's the show itself is so good at knowing what it is. Yes. And it it is simultaneously really good Muppets content, but it's also just written really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's um, Adam Goldberg, who was uh, written and obviously the inspiration for the Goldbergs, mm -hmm. is one of the writers on it. And um, Bill Beretta, longtime Muppet performer, is an executive producer and developer of the show as well. So it's like, it was in good hands. Oh, very nice. Um, so, like, I was not worried for a second, but I just wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I really do think that this is some of the best Muppets content that we've gotten in, in quite a long time, and mm -hmm. especially now that this is, like, what I felt like was the final straw for Disney. Like, if this didn't do well, I didn't know how much Muppets content we were going to get post-Muppets yeah. Man because we know that Disney 
and a lot of companies, not just Disney, but a lot of animated and children's media, like when mm-hmm. they have something that doesn't do well, they think, oh, it didn't do well because they're not into 2D animation or they're mm-hmm. not right. into the Muppets or X, Y, and Z, right? And it's, um, so the fact that this did do well, we don't have to have that conversation. We yes, can just, we goodness. just, we just know that like we're going to get solid, good Muppets content yeah. for the future. And like you said too, like the fact that this was about a background character to like, you know, like this is, this is the Muppet show house band. Like, mm-hmm. like we don't know much about them other than that, other than that they're, you know, very seventies, very, you know, yeah. like flamboyant. Um, so I'm excited to see what they'll do, you know, if they'll do a second season or if they I will. I really you know, hope so. Yeah. Do you follow Adam Goldberg on like Twitter or anything? I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, he first of all, like he's gonna be listening to this, but Adam, if you're listening, we'll have you on the Adam, podcast. Please come hang out. <laughs> We're recording at my apartment. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I have just been looking, and it makes me so happy amongst all the other like stuff and garbage on Twitter just to see his post being like and the reviews are good I'm so excited like it's just so I'm so happy for him and so happy for the whole team and I'm glad that there's someone outside of the direct like Muppet Studios that cares as much as everybody who is directly in you know what I mean yeah um, and I, I really think that it's going to be great, but I got really excited. Um, I think it was even maybe just the day after, the day before the show even dropped, he tweeted like, oh, what, what kind of Muppets, like, side stories do you guys want to see next? I was like, oh, oh, long-term interest. Yeah. I said, I said I want to see a Rolf show. Yeah, Rolf would be a good... I mean, like, there's so really many... There's so many characters that, like, you could do, like, an an entire series, or even if it was just, like, an anthology series, where it's, like, you do, like, you know, every episode's a different Muppet and their backstory, because it's, like... But hosted by the Muppets. Yeah. I mean, that could be, that could be really fun. That could be really fun. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad that this is getting as much hype as it's getting, Mm -hmm. the positive reviews, and, um... And that is just really good. So let's talk about our, you know, our favorite episode or favorite like moments. Let's like let's start deep diving into the into the show itself. Let's see. We want to talk favorites first and then go chronological. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Um, I. You know those moments in like the big, like, MCU or Star Wars movies when something is revealed and you, like, scream and the whole theater, like, screams. Right, yeah. That was me (laughs) with the origin story of Dr. Teeth's Golden Tooth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so, full disclosure, I watched the first two episodes the day they dropped and then the last eight um, on Tuesday night. We're recording on Thursday, so two days ago. Mm. We finished it up, and we're laying there, just, like, watching. I'm, like, laying on the couch, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And I, you know, I got so excited and, like, squealed so loud that my cat jumped, like, 12 feet. (laughs) It was... What did you think? Oh, I mean, I thought that entire 
backstory in general, it was like one of those things where it was like, to, to go back to the writing, that some, some of the writing was like, you, you knew it was coming and that it was like mm-hmm. kind of predictable, but in a way that like it, it had to make sense. Yeah. Like, like perfect example, like you said, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe was like Black Panther 2, right? It was like yeah. every, everything that happened in that movie had to happen and I kind of saw everything coming, right. but it still hit me like a ton of bricks. It was still emotional. Right, still, and, yeah. so, and so in, this, in, in, a, you know, in a very different way, obviously, but like the, um, that episode, I was like, oh yeah, of course Dr. Teeth is actually a doctor and it's like, oh yeah, and so like, but then they turned it and made it like in the same vein as I'm saying that it was like kind of predictable that he was going to be a doctor, that like, that that whole bit with the with the, with the, the floss, floss case. and case and like yeah like I was like that's so funny that's so good it's so funny um yeah no that was that was a really funny bit and like just like watching that whole episode and like the you know parental guidance yeah. thing I feel like that's a thing that uh, like Adam Goldberg loves to do mm-hmm. like these like parent trope stories so I was glad to, to see something like that in there yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love that part. My, my personal, my favorite bits throughout, and I think this was my, one of my favorite things about the show, if not the, my, my absolute favorite, was uh, Zoot's random yes. bits throughout the, <laughs> the series. Um, specifically, my favorite was during the documentary episode. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, he, yeah. when he's like, they're like, no, Zoot. You're gonna play Zoot, and he's like, "Oh, I know who play who play me, Elvis Presley." And he's like, "Um, Zoot, he's Elvis dead. is dead. What? what? Since when?" when? <laughs> like, so I'll get good. James Brown to play me. I think he's dead. What? <laughs> when? <laughs> I I laughed so hard at that one, and then like the 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 pictures, like going, "You make a great couple." Like yeah. <laughs> that's just like. And when was, Morgan Freeman came out. Oh my God! When Morgan Freeman was in that <laughs> I episode, screamed, I died. That, oh that's God. another thing too about this the, the show. The cameos was loaded. It was, and I think that was like from the very first episode when they started the like interviews of like the behind the music MTV yeah. type of thing, where it was like when they interviewed. Um, Chris Stapleton and then Lil Nas X, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like. This already has the vibes of like the Muppets, where it's like the like one of the biggest factors about the Muppets is like the celebrity celebrity cameos mm-hmm. and like the interactions that the Muppets have with them. And so the fact that like from the get go we were getting like big star yeah. you know musicians, and then we got actors. Hell, they got Sir Peter Jackson in there. Right. Like I was like, they really got like. You know this this stacked ensemble of uh-huh. musicians, actors, and just like Hollywood elite in general. And um, but yeah, like Morgan Freeman showing up was like a big it was like so funny. It was funny. So good. I think okay. So would you say that was your favorite cameo? Because I have a favorite favorite cameo, and I'm sure you probably guess who it is. My favorite cameo. I almost feel like we should say it at the same time. Okay, we probably have. We might have the same one already. It's possible. Okay, three, two, one. Sounder and Waldorf. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we were off. You know. that's, that's entirely fair. That was so good. That was that was my boyfriend's favorite. Shout out Jeremiah. That was his favorite. He is the biggest Weird Al fan I know. Yeah. And he was just dying the whole time. No, I. That was a very good one. Yeah. Also, more Weird Al in the Muppets content. Please. Oh yes, absolutely. It's just. It's a match. How is this not already happen? It's a match made in heaven that I don't understand how it took them that long to make it happen. Right. Like that, but that entire. But no, it was perfect. That whole Weird Al bit was well, that whole episode. We'll we'll get to it when we yeah. start. No, my glasses fell off. Um, we start talking about the episodes, but that episode, my favorite episode, I think, out of all of them. Yeah. But but we'll we'll get into that. But that specific part of it when like he comes out and the whole like like just Lion King allegory that they were going for yes. with him being Mufasa, I was like, this is so funny. Um, it was great. But no, Statler and Waldorf showing up at the end was also like. Chef's kiss. I'm like, glad they didn't show up any earlier. Yeah, no, it, it made sense but exactly. It, it made sense to the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I this show is just such a gem, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that we, we've gotten it. Um, so now let's, let's dive into, like, the episodes and just talk about, like, different things about that. Um, so we had the first episode. Obviously, the, with the episodes, they did um, calling them tracks. So it was like track one, track two, and uh, some of them based on like you know on the songs that they did and other songs that they just are thematically connected. Um, so the first one being called "Can You Picture That," and being our introduction into the world of uh, what the show was going to be about and our introduction to uh, Nora, um, played by Lily Singh. So how did you feel about her, about about Lily Singh and about Nora's character? I loved the progression over the course of the, se- or the season. Yeah. Um, the first episode of any show, I always kind of have trouble getting into. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, I really, I don't know, I guess, and maybe it's because I knew there were still going to be nine more episodes and right. she was the main character, but I, you know, I appreciated that, you know, she starts off as so, like, kind of high-strung type A, like, very, like, we've got to get this done, and, and then she, like, loosens up a little bit with the help of of the mayhem, which is nice, but I, I was very unsure the first few minutes, I was like, I gonna like this character. I love Lily Singh, but I was like, will I like Nora? See, my my issue, I had the opposite reaction because mm-hmm. so for me, I'm not the biggest fan of what I've seen of Lily Singh outside of YouTube. Like her, she had a talk show and she had some other like endeavors that I was just like, um, this is not really my vibe. I just don't really like the way that she portrays certain characters. So when I actually, when I saw that she was like the head of the show and like the main human character with mm-hmm. along with the Muppets, I was a little like, oh, that was like my only like gripe was that I was, I was concerned about that because like everybody else, like when I saw like the, the rest of the cast, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a stack cast that she's the one that I'm a little worried about. And then from the get-go, by the end of that first episode, I was like, I know I'm going to be in love with this character. Yeah. And she played 
Nora so with so much heart. Yeah. Um, that it was like it was, it really was like I was watching a character instead of watching like Lily Singh pretending to be a character, mm-hmm. which is always my biggest thing with like different actors in Hollywood and in yeah. t- you know TVs or movies. Like the the one that comes right to mind for me is Chris Pratt because uh, yeah. I. You know, I personally am not a big fan of Chris Pratt, but I, when I watch him, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt to see, you know, because as all actors have to do, it's like, you know, there, there are going to be people in medium that you just don't like for X, yeah. Y, and Z reasons, but they might play a character that you like. So, like, yeah. when he was Star-Lord and when he was Emmett in the Lego movies, like, <laughs> I could separate yeah. myself, and, like, he plays those characters well, mm-hmm. versus, like, when I watch him in... Jurassic World, I'm like, that's just Chris Pratt. The Rock's another one. It's like, you know, I'm just yeah. watching The Rock be whomever, um, except for like Maui, which is like slightly a little yeah. bit the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was in love with her from the from the get-go and I really am, you know, I'm glad to see that like her progression continued that and mm-hmm. that I didn't, there wasn't a moment that it faltered for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first episode is, you know, I, I have the same thing with first episodes. Like, it was really hard for me to get into, like, The Office and other <laughs> shows that I just, like, gave up on because of their first episode. Um, but, you know, finding the uh, the contract and all the things with, mm-hmm. like, that. Like, I was that's such a clever idea. Yeah. The setup was done really well in a way. I think my thing with first episodes, and maybe this is yours, too, is that there's like exposition can be so heavy handed sometimes yeah. where it's like, okay, like, yes, we need all of this information to get into what's going to happen, but it can be so like boring. Oh yeah. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't bored at all. I loved it. And I loved, I loved Penny. If uh, we can, yeah. if we can get into Penny. Let's, I let's talk about Penny. Penny. Let's, let's, oh my oh, gosh. Oh my goodness. I, when I first saw Penny's design, it was mm-hmm. through, like, I think, like, some, like, merchandise or something that got oh. released, like a pin or something that I saw before I watched the show. I want a Penny pin. Yeah, there's, it's on, um, I think it might still be up. We can look after we record, but D23 and WDI came with a, another collaboration of, like, um, Muppets, mayhem related stuff including pins of all the characters the only one at the time but they opened it up to the public so i don't know if they're sold Mm -hmm. out now um but when i looked the only one that had sold out was animal which makes sense but everything else was up there but i saw something like previous i think before and it was like her design and i go i was like interesting choice and then as soon as i saw her on like actual screen i was like Oh, oh my god! Yeah. This is like it's it's just yes. it's so outrageous and so I love the glasses with the with the eyelashes yeah. sticking out. Yeah. Her, I, oh my god. Her design was incredible, and I really really liked. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Leslie, who performed Penny, like she was just phenomenal. I mean that that voice is is great and like all the like little like the little jabs that she yes. would do like that was my favorite part about her was just like her like 
I don't know, just like her her being very like brash. Yeah. Like which is which is nice. It was like it was very uh very Miss Piggy energy, very mm. mixed with mixed with like a, a Jewish grandma. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was also very glad that she was not just like a setup character that we didn't see again. Absolutely, I'm very glad that she was featured as much as she was, and I would love more. Yeah, know? and and that was the other thing too was I was glad that we not only did we get introduced to new um, like human characters within mm-hmm. the Muppets universe, like, we got introduced to, like, new Muppets, which is, which I always love, is, like, that's, yeah. that's the thing, they're always trying to, you know, update and change up with, whether it's, you know, the Muppets, or, or Sesame Street, or whatever it may be, that mm-hmm. it's, like, we're always getting introduced to, like, the, you know, new characters for whatever purpose, um, and she was just a, you know, they hit, they Hit the ball right out of the park. Yeah, I no, mean, give me more Penny. Yeah, I, I love her. Penny. Her relationship with Doctor Teeth so funny. is it's so like at first I was kind of like this is interesting, uh-huh. and then my interest turned into genuine like this is so funny. This yeah. is so good, um, especially in the like episode where they uh, are about to break up. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert! Uh, you you were supposed to watch the show, so. Spoilers. We gave you a whole five hours. We gave you so much it. time to watch. Um, but uh, when they break up and they're like doing, filming the videos on YouTube or, yes. or whatever their version of YouTube was um, and like eating all the hot stuff, like, my gosh, like it's just, it was just so good. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the, that first episode, I think was a real, real good introduction into everything. And I think it really, really helped set up the entirety of the series really mm-hmm. well without, like you said, without boring with expo- exposition. But then we get into uh, track two with uh, True Colors. Um, and then this one is the episode where um, Moog, who is played, I want to get his name right, was it Taj Maori? Yes. Yeah, Taj. Um, who, uh, from Sister Sister and Smart House and um, who also, I, I loved him. I loved I, him so much. I, like, I think out of all the human characters that we got, cameo or not cameo, I think he might have been my favorite. Yeah, because he was one of us. Yeah. I mean, he would probably have a podcast with oh, you know? Uh, he has a, uh, he has a, uh, Mayhead podcast. Like, oh, that's, for sure. he just, like, he just is sitting in a, in a room every night, just, like, he, and he's, you know, better than us. Like, he records every day and posts every day. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Maybe we'll get there someday. One, one, one day. Someday we'll quit our jobs and just full-time and Muppet podcast. At some point, also, like, we'll... Oh, that's the dream. This it? is episode two, and we're Epi- already episode. We're already. Oh, hey, we <laughs> already. Episode two, nothing we've, released we, yet. We've already talked about <laughs> how at five hundred subscribers we're gonna get matching Bean Bunny tattoos. So I mean, like, at, at we can dream big. We've got. Hold on. We've got. I have two parents. You have two parents. Yeah. We both have significant others. Yes. We have. I have three roommates. Yeah, I I have a roommate. Besides, Listen, that's ten. That's ten. We're already like only four hundred and ninety more before we get our our t- 
tattoos, which we'll probably have to podcast live too. <laughs> <laughs> live podcast getting tattoos yeah. on this audio medium. Everyone will maybe, unsubscribe. Maybe, maybe one day we'll also have to venture into YouTube. <laughs> Just two hours of Joey going, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, Moog is great. Love Moog. Yes. Um, and I want to be his friend. Yeah, I also want to be Moog's friend. I want to be friends with all of them. I I'm would gonna, too. I'm going to move into the little, his little trailer. Oh, yeah. That was just also, like, so, so cool. So, yeah. It was just, I... I want to live in the shack. Yeah, yeah. The shack was a vibe. Yeah, it was a vibe. I I think that the entire, like, setup of their, like, living situation and all that, I was like, that also felt very uh, Electric Mayhem, too, which was, like, mm-hmm. when they're... Painting somebody else's house, which was in the what? That was in the first episode, right? And then, and then they turn and they see the shack, and and then the house is Danny Trejo's, like, (laughs) which Danny Trejo, I I love him. He's he's like he just shows up everywhere. He's I I love it. He is one of those people that it's like he is like his rough and tough exterior, but he loves to be in like children and family media all the time it's, so it's like snoop dogg is that same way too yes. and it's like i love when it are we getting so much st- why wasn't snoop dogg in this show snoop dogg felt feels like someone he who feels like he should snoop dogg and also his best friend martha stewart which is my favorite i think when we get here's what we need the uh swedish chef series and we get like gordon ramsay in there we get like like emerald like oh my gosh. we get guy fieri like i mean Can you that imagine guy fieri with the muppets i could and i think it would just be like pure chaos pure in chaos. the most beautiful way absolutely but for this episode this is when um nora's still lying about that she's the uh, executive, and that she is, She's, like, you know, already set up all of these producers and everything. Right, uh, just a big shot, working with Zed, and, you know, all, all that stuff, and Janice has an allergy to lying, which is, like... It's so funny, but it makes so much sense for Janice. Right, like, that, it's, like, it was so, like, one of those things where it's, like, of course, like, our, our hippy-dippy, like you know, character would be allergic to lying. Mm-hmm. And it I thought that was just a nice touch to it's like so Janice's character because it's like like you like we said, it's like we're getting backstory on and information on these characters that we have known forever. I mean yeah. like we're you know what, almost sixty years now we're getting like we're getting there. Yeah. Like and um so like to get to know more about Janice, that's that's something that I was really excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was really, really, really funny. And then we also get introduced in this episode to JJ, um, who I... JJ bad. Yeah, which is JJ bad. Like, <laughs> like, like JJ good? <laughs> like, that, that bit was very funny, too. It was. Um, but I didn't hate him. If you get, like, you know, I feel like 
we were meant to hate him or yeah. want to hate him. And because, like, we're, like, we want to, like, fight for, like, what Nora and Moog, because eventually, like, we're setting up this, like, love triangle storyline of, yeah. like, you know, JJ and Nora have a previous relationship, but Nora is happy with Moog and, but, like, doesn't realize that what she's feeling for Moog, but Moog knows what he's feeling for Nora. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I think there was... There wasn't enough malice in his character for me to dislike him that where he was, what he was doing was like malicious or like manipulative, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, so, so I knew JJ was going to be the bad guy. Right, right, right. Specifically because he was like wearing a suit in a Muppets show, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like Tex Richmond. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. exactly. I just, I just need him. I just need him to go maniacal laugh, maniacal <laughs> laugh. But I, you're right. He wasn't like outright evil. Yeah. You know, I think that he really did want what was best for Nora. Right. But it wasn't what she needed. Yeah. That was deep. Um, <laughs> but and I, you know, by the end they figure it all out. But it's, I don't know. I think the reason I didn't like him right off the bat was because I love Moog so much. And yeah. I knew that that's where it was going to go. Like you were saying, like some of the writing was pretty predictable, but that didn't make it bad. Right, you know? right. Sometimes you just need like, and it's also too, it's like the Muppets are meant for all demographics, mm-hmm. right? Like, and like, and there are going to be times where the Muppets are a little bit more adult and sometimes when the Muppets are a little bit more, you know, aimed towards kids, you know, because the way that you watch Muppets Christmas Carol is very different than if you're watching like the Muppet Babies reboot and because they're made for two different audiences and so the writing for a show like this there's going to be times where like there's stuff for the adults and for the parents and then there's Mm -hmm. things that it's like the kids need to also understand what's happening as well so I get that like things like and also too it's made for television so television has to be sort of like A happens so B happens so C happens um but I don't know. I just like JJ for me was not like I, I I'm rooting for Moog, and if there is a second season, like I really hope that he comes out with you know having success in his career as well as having you know if Nora wants a relationship with him that like they do pursue that. Yeah. Um. But I, there there wasn't a moment where I was like. I don't really like him. And I think it also helped too that the bits surrounding him with Animal was very funny. That it made was. me that made me like him too, where it's like, you know, we're like Animal dislikes him so much and now it's like Animal likes him because he gave him a bunny. And it, it's yeah. like oh like I think that like I think the bits made it made me like him. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope that so spoiler it again, you were already supposed to watch the whole thing. In the last episode, they, you know, kind of part ways, but they want to be friends still. And, you know, I hope that if there is a season two, that he's around. Yeah. Because I did, I did like watching him interact with the Muppets in kind of that, like, I don't know what to do with you guys, like, kind of way. Because he's, of course, a little bit more stiff than, you know, Moog and Nora eventually. Um, And I kind of like watching that, like, Hey, I don't know what to do with all of you, so yeah. <laughs> here's a bunny, you know. 
Like, I, I hope that we see more of that. And who knows, maybe, you know, the three of them, you know, the setup for a second season is that they're going on tour. Right. So, so maybe JJ shows up as, you know, a venue manager, you know, something right. like that. Also, I hope they actually go on tour. Like, Do I you know the amount of money I would put down. Oh my god. <laughs> I I know and I would absolutely do the same. I mean, if they were We would have to go together. We would have to go together, absolutely. And but like if they tour that just seems like a, like a wild. I mean, they showed clips of when what was it, Lollapalooza or like Coachella. I don't remember which which concert yeah. place they were at, but like they showed clips of them when they performed live at one of those Firefly type of uh, venues, and so it's like it's doable. Mm-hmm. It would be, and like we talked about in our last episode, they're you know they're. They're floating, floating big things. Yeah, about, like, Broadway and, and X, Y, and Z. So, like, it's possible. And if they did, I think that would be really, like, a fun experience. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. But, that would be my era's tour. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, like, that would be my, like, like it's, like, I want to go see Kendrick Lamar again, but I also want to go see The Electric Mayhem. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, so then they, the episode... Um, also has Janice singing uh, True Colors Mm -hmm. in it, which is probably, I don't know if that's my favorite cover out of all the ones that they do, but it's certainly one of the, like, out of the more heartfelt ones that, like, it got me a little choked up. Um, It was the most seamless, I think. Yeah. Some of the other ones seemed a little bit forced. Yeah. But it was just so... I don't know. I also got a little teary. Yeah, her her voice is like I I really like what they the the difference between what her voice used to be and what it is now because mm-hmm. if you listen back in um like the original Muppets movie and listening to Can You Picture That like side by side there are noticeable differences in in really in all four of everybody mm-hmm. who sings so out of Dr. Keith a Floyd, Animal, and Janice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Janice, I feel like, is the most... Animal is also a little bit, like, very very noticeable because he does have, like, a, a bigger difference from what he used to be and what he is. But Janice, it was like... She had a lot of a deeper voice mm-hmm. uh, in the original and then in the remake. Like, I just like that they went with this more, like... A voice that suits her. Yeah. More because like I we've talked about how like the voice voice changes can be a little jarring sometimes mm-hmm. like we talked about it with Kermit, um, but like I there wasn't a moment where I was like listening to them where I was like they don't sound like themselves mm-hmm. which was also like nice because yeah. they're getting a lot of screen time that like that could have happened right um, but for uh, specifically for. Uh, David Rudman, who played Janice, um, I think he did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so now we go on to track three, uh, which was Exile on Main Street, um, where Zed is like actually going to um, produce the album. And then this was also where they had the little, the thing about like trying to switch up their sound and had like yeah. that little moment. That that was a moment that I also really loved with uh, Kesha 
Ziggy oh Marley gosh. designer and Dead Mouse. Like the Dead Mouse bit was so funny. I want like Funko Pops or like they figures. looked like they looked like the um what was it called Vinyl Nation line. Yes, remember the, yes. and they they had an animal one. It looked so similar. I just want them to come out with like the 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 electric mayhem in the Dead Mouse heads. Give like, me the Palisades figures. Yes, that's what with I want. The heads and. Um, but I think out of all of them, besides that, I think my favorite was designer because lips, let's talk about lips. I love lips. I love lips. I think lips is like such, such a nice addition to, to the, to the mayhem. And like, I think his, like his gibberish is just so funny. (laughs) You, were you a King of the Hill guy? I was not. No. I... Strangely and very out of character for anyone who knows me, was very into King of the Hill. Okay. That does not, if you yeah, know no, me, that it's, is not that's something not, that's, you would expect, but yeah. I really loved it. Um, but he, lifts fills the like boom hour role of just another guy who just like, yeah. you catch like every like ninth or tenth word. But it was just so, it was just so great. To hear and see everybody, like, you know, somebody always be like, oh, yeah, he said blah, blah, blah. But by the end, like, Nora was figuring out what he was saying. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, do I spoil another big thing on this podcast? Go for it. Have you seen Guardians 3? I, I have seen Guardians 3. So okay. we can, we can, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Guardians 3. This one you might okay. want to actually shut off the podcast for. Exactly. <laughs> um, we will give you roughly three hours. Go. Well, are you okay? Are did you, you cry as much as I did? <laughs> are you, are, do you need help? <laughs> um, but it's like the end of Guardians 3 when you can understand Groot because, and he, spoiler, what did he say? I love you guys. It's like, I love you guys yeah. or something like that, yeah. And we know that he says that because we understand him. And by the end, I feel like that's kind of how like the human characters are like assimilated to the Muppets kind of and like yeah you're part of the team now because you also understand this nonsense you know and I also just it's it's so funny how and there's so many good examples of of this that I genuinely can't think of which is hilarious for me to say but um how heartfelt lips can be without like without making a lick of sense because like yeah the joke is that we can't understand him but like even in that I mean he's he's still like every character is you you expect heart from animal you expect heart from Dr. Teeth but like even in Zoot's like you know forgetfulness and like stuff like we still are getting like with, with the pictures and everything like we're getting like a lot of love out of that and then just for lips specifically like i mean he's trying everything he can with like all his connections to like make things happen and i just also love that he called nora nobu like yes. i just so funny hey, nobu. <laughs> there are so many funny like name like mistakes yeah. That are made. It, there's oh, it's so funny. Nobody ever calls Moog the right name. Yeah, no, that was that was another good. Like again, a lot of good bits in this show. Like if you're if you're a fan of, uh, just that was a good recurring bit. Yeah, a good recurring bit. 
this is the show for you. Because mm-hmm. every episode has a recurring bit in there that's in from the like the series, but also like each individual episode having something, you know, like like Zoot saying, you know, you guys make a great couple. Like yeah. you know, like that that stuff is also really good in there. But um but yeah, so episode three we got the uh, that really funny Kesha dead mouse designer mm-hmm. bit. The designer bit was, and I think that's what I was yeah. rolling around to, was my favorite part of it was because Moog not speaking it and like all this nonsense to be a, like a mumble rapper with designer, which like designer is such an odd choice for me and for someone who loves hip hop music because he had like two hits. Like, I, I, I truthfully think that most people only know one. They only know Panda, which is, like, like the, you probably would, if you knew it, okay. you would, if you heard it, you probably would know it, because it was a big, like, it was on the radio in, like, 2015 or something, and then okay. he had another song called Timmy Turner, which was the same concept where he was, like, he just repeat the chorus over and over and over again, and then when he would, like, rap in, like, a verse, it would just be, like, kind of gibberish. Okay. Um... But there are some mumble rappers who like because it's like a defined Wait, genre. That's it's an actual thing. Yeah, mumble rap. Yeah, I definitely yeah. thought that was a joke for the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, mumble rap is a it's is a, a it's a real genre. Yeah, okay. it's like so like in in rap you have like you know you have people who are a lot more articulate with like how they rap and like in their Lin-Man style. And Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking more like Kendrick Lamar and, and J.I.D. But like, um, but like, uh, Future and Migos and um, Designer are like, their Future was the one who came up like sort of, I wouldn't say he, like, created it, but, like, he definitely was the, the biggest influence where it was, like, the beat and the sound is more important than the lyrics. And that's okay. and that's what mumble rap is as, as, like, a nutshell. And it's, like, we get we do get a lot of, like, you know, you get a lot of similar noises. Migos was, like, were, like, really good at it where it's, like, they, they could, like, bridge the gap between the two. Um... And so when they were doing, like, their more mumble rap stuff, you're hearing a lot of, like, you know, mama, cooking. You know, like, you're hearing a lot of, like, these, like, repeat, like, sound, like, offset. Like, you know, like, and that's that's what we're, like, hearing. Um, the lyrics don't matter. The beats matter. The, okay. the flow matters. Um, but Designer was just, like, I was happy to see him, but an odd choice for me because he is not... In my mind, in the genres that they picked of pop, reggae, hip hop, and like electronica, EDM, the three who are not in the mumble rap category are like top tier artists yeah. in in their respective genre. Designer is not, and I assume like 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 like. Mr. Designer, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the podcast. Maybe but he's um, like a really big Muppets fan. He might be. I like. I also. I was just thinking, like in my head when I saw him. I was like, I feel like he's probably like. A, uh, they probably blew the budget on on <laughs> like Kesha and you know on Dead Mouse and Morgan Freeman. For, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that it was like it's like there's there's no way in hell that we get you know future on on this episode, which was probably you know, but. 
I, I was happy to see him. But I thought that whole bit was funny. And, and, mm-hmm. Lips, and Lips rapping is also hilarious. I would love a whole track of just, <laughs> just yeah. Lips laughing, trying to rap. Um, but then we also get the uh, big argument between Nora and Hannah because Hannah wanted to meet Zed. We have not, we have not talked much about Hannah yet. We haven't yet. So how do we feel about Hannah? I really love the sister relationship. I do too. Um, so I am 10 years older than my little sister. And I mean, there's nothing like, you know, bad between it's I we don't live near each other but the important like you know you always you know have your sister's back is like a recurring theme through the show and I thought that this was interesting the dynamic that they set up was that the older sister was the one kind of struggling and living on her little sister's couch and you know Hannah the younger sister is you know secure and successful and kind of has everything sort of figured out yeah and I just thought that their relationship was so sweet, where in the first episode, when, you know, Nora talks about him, and she's like, you know, great, come on, and they're like, yeah, we're going to stay with some friends, which this is also a very funny bit, of like, we're going to stay with some friends, and then, you know, jump cut (laughs) to Nora at home, and then they, like, show their door, yeah, "Yeah, we're staying with you, friend. (laughs) That's just so funny. Um, But Hannah goes from just being, like, annoyed that this whole thing is happening to her to really kind of being one of the key players in the story. Yeah. Um, I, by the end of it, she was probably one of my very favorites. Yeah. Out of the show. I, I also, everything you said for is, you know, same for me, other than the fact that me and my sister were, were five years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is Luna doing? Oh, just for I everybody, apologize. everybody listening. Yeah. Luna is in the background just, having a grand old time running around. But um, for me, for with Hannah, it was like I really enjoyed the dynamic of, like you said, the older sister being the one that is not, doesn't have it all together, and mm-hmm. the younger sister being the successful one and all that stuff. So <clears throat> I, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed everything that, came out of that relationship and mm-hmm. like the progression of it and in the end seeing seeing them see each other like yeah. for who they are mm-hmm. which is which is what I really was hoping would come out of that at the end of episode three you know what was it, it was Moog that fell in through the floorboard right if I remember correctly or was it one of yes. the yeah I think it was but Regardless, somebody falls in through the floorboard, and when they do, they find that in the shack there is a studio which has another cameo of Cheech and Chong, which is also just like the most electric mayhem specific like thing because it's like, and eventually we'll get to it with with the uh, the episode where they get high without actually getting high. In in this episode, they are. they're in the basement, they find Cheech and Chong, they find that there's a uh, recording studio, and then they are starting to um, go through the like beginning steps of recording their album and everything with that. And also we get Janice trying to intervene with uh, Hannah and 
and Nora's like turmoil that they're going through. Um, I feel like I just want to jump right to the fifth episode because yeah. let's let's just let's talk about that marshmallow bit. The marshmallow bit. I think this is my favorite episode of the show. And I think it's a lot of people's favorites. Like, from what I've been seeing online, it's a lot yeah. of people's favorite. It was so funny, yeah. but also very heartfelt and oh, very absolutely. real. Yeah, so for episode five, is uh, track five, Break break On Through. Um, and I... the They find a bag of marshmallows in uh, like a, a Verbo Airbnb type of deal that they were trying to like, they, after in episode four when they find the recording studio, nothing's getting recorded, nothing's happening. In episode five, they're like, well, why don't we get you guys like some like air to think about things and like mm-hmm. record and everything. Um, so they eat these marshmallows that are like 20, 25 years expired. They expired in 1992. Right, yeah. And so... <laughs> They eat them, and I, I just, like, I'm, like, the writers essentially just had to be, like, how do we get them high without, without. having them do any sort of illegal substance? And um, I just loved the little journeys that they all went through with yes. l- also lips opening his eyes, like, full, like, so, so funny. funny. I would get a tattoo of that, like, Loki. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. But, um... Yeah, Lips has to go and save the world. Janice uh, learns that she needs to uh, love herself to help others. But through that, it was the advice was from like a million of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Floyd had, and then this was where we talked about Weird Al coming in. Um, Weird Al comes in as like a cloud in, in very Mufasa in the Lion King-esque, and they even poke fun at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Floyd is, like, having this heart-to-heart with um, with uh, Weird Al. And then Dr. Teeth, his... That, that whole thing with the claymation was... That was amazing. That was really really unexpected and really yes. cool. Um, I, I just really enjoyed like seeing it. Uh, I love when the Muppets venture into a medium that's not puppetry. Mm-hmm. Like, er, well, I should say that's not puppetry in like the traditional sense for like what the Muppets do. Because right. like, when, like seeing them in like animation and seeing them in like the theme parks, I think that's yeah. really neat. Um, because they can... You don't lose any of the like the Muppetiness. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I also that was when we get Zoot taking pictures of everybody and like when <laughs> when like Floyd was hugging the cactus. Yeah. It's like you two make a great couple. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. And so, Nora like flying around. Oh yeah, no that we like also we also forgot about Nora. Yeah, Nora yeah. thinking that she was like a bald eagle or something. Like yeah. that was also just Oh, that that whole section that was truthfully my favorite favorite episode. It was just so funny. If you for whatever reason are only going to watch one episode of the show, I think that's the one to watch. Absolutely. Um, and then we got into uh, oh, 
Well, I think we also forgot to mention in uh, episode three, um, this is also an important thing that we, we need to talk about, was Animal's backstory on... Uh. Um, because they sing uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water, which was like the other song that I was like, oh, is is True Colors my my favorite one or is that one in I terms of like the hard one? Oh and God. yeah, and we get to see Baby Animal, yes. which like... That's a side Baby Yoda. We don't yeah, ba- Baby Yoda, Baby Groot, like... Bye, guys. Yeah. Um, I will keep Baby Rocket. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But um, Jade... Shout out to Jade. Um, I hated him. <laughs> like, really? what? she was like, "Why is he so ugly?" <laughs> and I was like, "What are you talking about? He's so freaking cute!" Like, and that was the whole animal story in that episode. Um, I think is kind of important to talk about. Yeah. Um, so before we fly in too deep, so they're recording with Zed, right? This is back in episode three. three yeah. They're recording with Zed, and he accidentally puts his heel on, like, the talk back button while Animal's in the studio with, like, the electronic drum pad. Yeah. And what's really happening is that they're, the band's all talking about, like, how cool the setup is and, like, oh, if they can do all this with machines, who needs us anymore? Ha, ha, ha. Right, right. But all Animal hears is something along the lines of, like, we don't need Animal or his drums. Yeah, yeah. We have this instead. And it's, you know, just the classic something's taken out of context. And so Animal runs away. Yeah. Um, and very funny um, uh, cameo from, let me scroll up here. I'm like 99% sure I know his name, but I don't want to mess it up. Oh, oh, I know. The guy uh, ben from, Schwartz. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. that is what I was going to say. Yeah. Ben Schwartz. Um, but he's like the like unemployment office guy. And he's like trying to set Animal up with a job. And he goes through all these things of like, you know, cleaning offices and answering phones. <laughs> oh, the answering phone bit? So good. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Literally me answering phone. Okay, bye. Um, so good. But then the best part that I can't believe we just like glossed over this is that he finally gets Animal a job as a hibachi chef. Yes. And it's so funny, and he's so good at it, that everyone's like, he's the chosen one. And that's how the mayhem ends up finding him, is that he's on a billboard yeah. for this hibachi place. I, I thought that whole that whole portion of it was was so great. And, yeah. um, again, just another funny bit of like animal trying to do different jobs i love seeing i think my favorite thing of watching muppets in like any action that they can do is when they are like flung around and seeing animal (laughs) on like the floor yeah with them yeah yeah. (laughs) and he's just like full like i i just think because i'm like thinking about like all the times that like that's happened to gonzo or rizzo and like and i just love that it also gave me um the vibes of in (laughs) muppets from space when he uses the hair dryer, <laughs> and he's like, like, and just flies out of the bathroom. Like that, that was the vibes that that gave me. And mm-hmm. I was cackling at that part. Um, but yeah. And then like the backstory of animal and baby animal and Floyd, like having 
like, obviously we'll get to the episode eventually where how the mayhem became the mayhem and that started with just Dr. Keith and Floyd, but the first connection being them and then Animal being, like, that was also a nice touch was, like, yeah. seeing, like, how the relationships were built, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure in season two we will probably get, like, big reveal of, like, Floyd and Janice's, mm-hmm. like, relationship and maybe something, like, along the lines of what you know, what Zoo, you know, how he got involved in X, Y, and Z, but, like, just getting to see, like, a little snippet of, of that was nice. Yeah. Um, and also, baby song, every time you said oh. it. Oh, my heart. But um, to get back on track with uh, episode order, we were talking about the hallucination episode, and then they, they get a little bit of inspiration from after their hallucinations and everything. Um, it then leads to track six, Fortunate Son, which was where um, Dr. T's parents come in, and this mm-hmm. is where we now learn about uh, the backstory of Dr. Teeth, how he is an actual dentist, um, and like we said, the uh, golden tooth story, and his parents, which I thought that was like the funniest and silliest thing, is that he has been a musician for upwards of 50 some odd years yeah. and his parents still don't approve and are like you'll take over the business one day and yeah. it's like it's been 50 years mom like let it go i loved all of so i keep jumping to like the middle of these episodes without setting like setting up anything so his parents come and the band's all like oh no this happens like every you know every few years the parents right, right. come around and it goes through this whole thing but then they, they explain Dr. Teeth has a process of, like, how he deals with his parents, like, reemerging randomly into his life. Right, right. And the steps of this process are so detailed. Yeah. I love when it's like, you know, this is going to happen next. And it's, oh, I wish I could remember exactly what they said. It, yeah, it was something like he's in shock. And then he's in, like, didn't, like... Like, it starts out his not, actual, like, stages of grief. Right, right, right. right. And, then, and then he... But it just gets more elaborate and ridiculous. To the point where he's like, he's like, oh, you're awful. Everything's awful. And then he's I like, love you love you. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was very funny. And then I like that Nora came in, broke it up, and then we actually get to see, like... Oh, the, the flashbacks. That was that That's was what that was, was what it was. It was like he's like uh, like you're gonna, you're gonna get really uh, in, very interrupted flash, and then it like cuts yes. too. Like that was that was really funny. Um, but yeah, I also that was another episode where Jade <laughs> she 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 did not grow up with the Muppets the way that I did. Mm-hmm. Like the Muppets were like a very crucial part of my upbringing, yeah. and for her it was not like. I showed her, like, six months into dating was the first time that she had ever seen the, like, Muppets 2011 movie, and we've been together for almost two years now. Um, So when we were watching it, she, I think it was in this episode, it was either this episode or the very first episode, when she found out that Floyd's full name was Sergeant Floyd Pepper, (laughs) because her dad is a musician and is obsessed with the Beatles, that she just went... (laughs) <laughs> that's funny. Like, <laughs> which, which I was like, I was like, did you not really? She's like, I didn't grow up with the Muppets the way you did. Like, um, but yeah, so we're get we get the uh, 
the backstory of how Dr. Teeth meets Floyd Pepper and how the Electro Mayhem becomes, and then his parents finally become accepting of him, which then leads us on to um, Eight Days a Week, which was the parody episode of the Beatles documentary, Get Back. It was brilliant. Which is, this is probably my second favorite episode. Yeah. Like, it is... I'd it almost is, say this is tied with the Marshmallow episode for my favorite. That's fair. I feel like it's it's definitely up there for me. It's yeah. it's very good. Um, the jabs that Kevin Smith, when he yes. comes in, and they're like, you know, the director of Clerks 1, Clerks, Clerks 2, 2, Clerks 3. Like, <laughs> like, I, that whole thing, like, Kevin Smith is another one of those people that it's like, makes perfect sense. Of yeah. course he'd be within, like, the Muppets universe particularly with the electric man oh absolutely i i and i really loved when they were like just don't look at the camera like and 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 it was so funny oh my god it's so good um there are just so many things and like penny is yoko oh yeah i just thought the whole thing was so well done and it, it's a it's a premise that could have been really botched. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've seen like the Muppets do the mockumentary style yeah. thing before with with the Muppets television show that came out on ABC, um, and we'll probably do an entire episode of that as well. But like when that first came out, people were just like not into it, and it's getting mm-hmm. a lot of love and resurgence now. Yeah. Which I just think is like a reflection on people liking that type of show a lot and I think more. It's people our age kind of coming into you know. Yeah, that show was was marketed to like a demographic that didn't exist yet, and yeah. it was it was just ahead of its time. Yeah, and because so ahead of its time, it was so ahead of its time. Um, but we're just hipsters. Yeah. Um. But I just love that they went in that route of doing the mockumentary style thing and like mm-hmm. getting, you know, giving them the arbitrary date to finish the album and, and all that stuff. And then, the, and obviously the Morgan Freeman cameo was, was in there of Zoot trying to get people to play him, which was very funny. Um, and then we also are getting a little bit more of the love triangle and the tension that comes with that of Moog and Nora and JJ. Um, because this was, correct me if I'm wrong, this was also when Moog was like, tell, uh, yes. oh, about how, how they got, how did they get their name? Yep. Um, and also when Animal gets the bunnies. The bunnies. Yeah, which was like, bunny? Two bunny? <laughs> like. There were so many. I loved bunnies, and I also loved that they stayed. Yeah. Like, they didn't just, like, visit the bunnies during, like, the rest of the episodes. Yeah. I, I love that. Also, random random note about about animal uh, another bit that i loved was in the episode when he sees when he sees the letter on the wall and he says the wrong letter and he's like it was like it was like an h on the wall or something he goes w oh, like, yes. and he's like he's still learning his letters like yeah. uh i thought that was that was funny too but that just made me think of that but um uh yeah i i think that this episode was phenomenal and it and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and then that leads us into um 
the virtual insanity episode, mm-hmm. which was them doing a uh, internet concert, um, and this is this is also where they offended. They learned about like Twitter and everything. So, they, was the episode prior. Um, so no, so it was in this one. So okay. this is when JJ is kind of starting to jump in a little bit more right, right, right. into wanting to help, but. JJ is very much the modern, you know, he's building this streaming service and, you know, very, like, tech-savvy and everything. And, of course, the mayhem is not. Right. Um, so, JJ gets all of them their own phones oh, so that they yes. can start figuring That's out social media to help promote the album. And it totally backfires. Yeah. And they all get so, like, sucked into the phones and... Really, this is kind of the trend for the rest of, like, the last three episodes of the series is very, like, heavily impacted by this, like, plot point. Um, So they all get their phones, and at first they're like, no, we don't need those, it's fine. And then, of course, they immediately get obsessed with them because, you know, That's how it works, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, this one, it was very interesting for me because I... Because I would have loved to have the last three episodes just continue on the, like, I mean, I get why it needs to happen plot-wise, but, like, I just want to see them all hanging out. And once this plot line kind of kicks in, they don't really hang out all together again until the last episode. Yeah, I, and I don't think I really had an episode that was... I don't know if this one is was my least favorite or not, but because like, I don't think I necessarily disliked this episode, or um, I don't know if I was. Just, I would have to probably rewatch the entire series again with like the, the head that I have now, because I was just like like just watching every I episode. I watched them series, all like right? back. Yeah, back right. Back. It was just kind of just like just like at that point, I was just like trying to memorize as much as I could to right. record. But um, this was another point where. Jade, she all she could tell me was, that's not how Minecraft works. <laughs> that's all she could say. Um, and I, that was, that, but in that, I guess this might have been my, my least favorite as well because it was the only time that I, my brain separated from itself to like, point out a flaw, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. was um, they were trying to go, like, this, like, Roblox route, but they you chose Minecraft. So it was just a weird thing where it's, like, if you don't know anything... At least I don't know anything about video games, yeah, but no. I do know that, like, like, there are other mediums that are like what they tried to do that actually, like have like people doing concerts and stuff like that like Lil Nas X did something through Roblox and it was a whole concert and something like that so like that's the only reason why I know about that so I think that's what they were going for that's what they were mimicking but Mm -hmm. like the fact that it was like I know that it was like I couldn't suspend my disbelief which is a weird like a weird thing that I couldn't do it for was just going that's not how Minecraft works and maybe (laughs) it was because Jade was saying it but like but um it did stick out a little bit like a sore thumb in that but um I love the whole bit with the like them offending all the fans. So yes, that I was gonna say that was the highlight of the episode yeah. is when Doctor Steve is on Twitter, and all these you know celebrities start following. He's like, I'm gonna send a message, 
And so, like Dr. T, he starts, you know, using all of these words. It's like, fantabulous, defenderous, you know, like all of these, like, elaborate kind of, like, fake words. And because he's, like, I think it's that he's, like, speaking into the phone. I think he was, he was, he was, like, typing as he's saying it, and then autocorrect just changes. like... You stupid. All you stupid artists, yeah. you know, your music is terrible and your, your fans, fans are stupid. Like, yeah, like. like, it was just this horrible autocorrect nightmare. So then you get, you know, oh, which group? It was like Taylor Swift fans, Justin Bieber fans, Beyonce fans, and, and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga fans, yeah. yes. Which I loved that this was, this was definitely an homage to uh, Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Which with with the like fight scenes in that because yes. I love oh that gosh. the heads so of funny. all the four groups were like, you know, it it was uh, Nicole Byer and um the one of the half of um Garfunkel and Oates I, I forget her name and um like all the heads of them were all either like comedians or actors yeah. and and I thought that was just like a fun a fun nod uh to Anchorman and if that which I assume was the intention because that's how that's how all the fight scenes in in Anchorman and Anchorman Two work, um, but yeah, I think that was the highlight of the episode, um, and it leads into them doing the concert and it, it's a success and then they uh is is I believe it was episode this episode at the end of the episode where they book the Hollywood Bowl yes yeah because that was a big thing throughout the series was um, Norris like promise well stating that she got the Hollywood Bowl booked realizing that it was a, they realized it's a lie she's like now uh, trying to get them to book the Hollywood Bowl and then they eventually do and at the end of this episode leads into track nine drift away um, where the album's complete they're invited to perform at the Hollywood Bowl, um, but because of their addictions to the phones, they are doing so many different things um, that they break up. Um, and it's very so. The way it happens is pretty funny. Oh, they're yeah. you know they get booked on this radio show with the with Char- Charlemagne the God, which was that was also side note good bit where it's like it's like like this uh, you're you're the god and it's like do you know santa claus yeah, <laughs> that was funny. it's like no i'm the god not, not the, the god, god. <laughs> it was, that was very funny yeah <laughs> but they're so they're also like preoccupied with their own things that they start kind of plugging their own you know janice is like holistic wellness yeah leading like, a cult thing, which like which makes- is Again, makes sense to for Shirleyans. Like I am, I I would be a for Shirleyan. See, I don't think I would fall into that. I I think I would uh I would see it happening and I'd go, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was what Doctor Teeth and, and Penny were oh, their like YouTube, YouTube show, show that's like a like a hot ones, Good Mythical Mornings type type of yeah. mixture. Of them eating spicy foods because Penny eating spicy foods is like a like recurring thing throughout the show. Yeah. Um, and then. Animals Flo- a TikTok star. Animals a TikTok star. Um, and Floyd is creating. Oh my jingles. gosh, I forgot about that. That was so funny. Yeah. Um. Then so before they could even announce the Hollywood Bowl thing, they just kind of 
amicably break up. Yeah, it's, they're very like, I, I see you, I see what you're saying, I agree with you, I guess we are done. Yeah. <laughs> and Nora and Hannah the whole time were like, what are you, what's happening? Yeah. And they try to fix it and they simply cannot. Um, and it's just, I guess they have parted ways. Yeah, and it's, it's they're like, oh. And obviously because this is the like penultimate episode that we know that they're not yeah. breaking up. And I think that was like my only thing was of, again, going back to the pre- predictability of it was like, well, we know they're not breaking up. Yeah, like, there is one more episode. It, it, there is one more episode. It is, you know, but the way that they went about it was very good and very mm-hmm. funny. And I, I enjoyed that, like, when Animal came to and realized, you know, everything that was, uh, everything that was happening, that he goes and, like, gets everybody together. Um, and I think that, that might have been in the very last episode, right? Or is that, like, towards the tail end of... I think uh, it's the last episode. Yeah. Is, because uh, the, at the very end of this one, they're they're like, you know, um, like, oh, are they going to break up? Well, tune in next week kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so then it leads into episode 10 of uh, Track 10, We Will Rock You, um, where they get back together and they are going to perform at the uh, Hollywood Bowl um, and Animal saves everybody because Nora gives up because she's like, they, they've broken up. I don't have anything. Like, like I can't produce, you know, I can't give the world what they need of the electric mayhem. And so because of that, his animal throughout the series is very protective of Nora, um, which I loved. Yeah. And um, he goes and he grabs everybody and gets everybody to um, join the electric mayhem again. Mm-hmm. And they eventually, they perform. The album's released. The album is successful. Uh, and then they are going on tour, and that's sort of the setup of like it's. A, I love when a setup is, can go either way. Yeah. Right. It was like it felt finished. It felt finalized. Like mm-hmm. yeah, the Electro Mayhem is going to go on tour. That's how they set it up in the beginning. They've been going on tour for X amount of years. That's why they haven't recorded their album. Um, and so it was like it can either go one of two ways. We either get a second season. Or this is it. This is a complete package. And I so like I enjoyed that that was how it ended. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then that's that's the entirety of the Muppets Mayhem Sparknotes version. Mm-hmm. Um definitely if you did not watch when we told you to watch, um, still definitely sit down, watch it, even just for more views on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I mean works, keep but. keeping the views up for it and just so that people are interested in yeah. seeing Muppets content because it's like that's what the people want. I mean, they give the people what they want. Absolutely. So, with all this said and done of everything that we've talked about, and and you know, I, there's plenty of other things that we mm-hmm. probably could have dived into. Like, I mean, they had amazing cold opens, and I like the Stairway to Heaven one was probably my favorite out yeah. of all the cold <laughs> opens where they're like singing all the like. Uh, public domain songs and we're like let's blow the budget with a 12 minute rendition of Stairway to Heaven and then goes into the opening credits Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 where do you rank Muppets Mayhem 9.5 All right, that's I I was going to give it a 9 so yeah because I think I think like we're we, we haven't really set up this scale for future things. So, like, 
What is your What is your ten? Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, I would agree with that. And then where would you? What would you say is like a one for a zero? What was it called? Muppets? Was it Muppets Now? The like youtube yeah. clip show that they just put on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Which, I would like to set that bar with, I still really appreciate that it exists, and I did watch all of it, mm-hmm. but mostly to give it the views to hopefully get more Muppet content. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel like, for me, a, a one or a zero would be, like, some of the, like, I can't think of them off the, off the top of my head, but, like, some of the more, like, not great TV specials, like, they're, like, they mm-hmm. don't, they don't hold up to, like, the Muppets go to Walt Disney World or the Muppets go, you know, Family Christmas or anything like that. Um, so, but, like, just so that everybody listening can sort of have, like, an, an arbitrary scale of what we're looking at. Um, but, like, M- Muppets... Muppets Mayhem is is a solid show. Nine, nine point five. Like, I will be watching it again. I think it will become a comfort show. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I definitely was like thinking. I've been listening to the songs on repeat. Yeah. So like, I and some of like the new songs like for the show, great. The openings, the song for the, like the opening credits is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, yeah. I'm glad that they like you know went to blow the budget on that and like went through with doing an extended open for that mm-hmm. and gave us a. Full-length song, and then obviously, can you picture that classic? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if if the Muppets are your thing, which I would hope they are, because you're listening to our podcast, um, Muppets Mayhem is for you. You need to watch it. Please go support it. Please watch it, mm-hmm. um, and let us know what you think. Uh, and we because we have a Instagram, we sure do. Yeah, which uh, our handle is. Is hold please. <laughs> Lovers Dreamers Podcast. Yep. So you can follow us on Instagram at Lovers Dreamers Podcast, um, where we will post our uh, our like little snippet review of of this, where it's just you know the the rating and a picture, and uh, then you come and listen and find out why we gave it a nine and a nine point five. Um, and then for any other Muppets related content, please listen to us. Please support. We're going to be putting out these episodes as much as we can. Um, and then we'll, we'll get into a more consistent schedule, but, um, in terms of this podcast, uh, thank you for listening and, uh, rock on. The Lovers, the Dreamers, the Podcast has no affiliation with the Muppet Studio LLC or the Walt Disney Company. The views stated by the participants are theirs alone and do not represent the organizations or companies they happen to work for or be a subsidiary of. Thanks for listening, and you'll hear us next week.